The late August Wilson wrote ten plays as part of his celebrated century cycle. One play for each decade of the 20th century. All but one of them set in the same neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Each tackling that decade's most significant challenges for the African American families who lived, loved, struggled, and eventually died there. Ten decades, ten plays. Just attempting such a thing was an undertaking unparalleled in the history of American playwriting, and that the resulting works were uniformly excellent—six of them nominated for the Pulitzer Prize, two of them winning it—is extraordinary. Which brings us to "Gem of the Ocean," running through February 14th at Marin Theater Company. Wilson's penultimate play, "Gem of the Ocean," arrived in 2003, two years before Wilson died of cancer. "Gem" marks the chronological beginning of the ten-play cycle, set as it was in 1904. Throughout Wilson's previous plays, there was the occasional reference to a woman named Aunt Esther, a kind of spiritual guide and protector whose doors were always open to anyone in need. "Gem of the Ocean" was the play that finally gave us Aunt Esther in all her glory. She was worth the wait. Though set in the early 1900s, there is a specific timelessness to the play, sewn into the script like the old quilts and collages that Wilson often said were the inspiration for all of his work. Like all of his plays, *Gem of the Ocean* blends lush historical detail and remarkably well-drawn characters into a plot that unfolds like an old roll of fabric. In Daniel Alexander Jones, sometimes baffling but still emotionally rich staging, Wilson's engaging script is embellished with a kind of hand-clapping, finger-snapping, sign language-style choreography that resembles dance, but stops just short of having his characters actually burst into ballet or the soft shoe. It's a technique Jones calls theatrical jazz, a style the young New York-based director has become known and celebrated for. Whether the play calls for such initially distracting ornamentations, or whether the story is actually strengthened by this distinctively, almost ritualistically musical style of performance, is ultimately beside the point. Gem, after all, is the most mystical and ritualistic of Wilson's works, and Jones' aesthetic eventually starts to make a kind of otherworldly sense. There is a lightness and playfulness to the entire production, which makes it stand out from other productions of Gem that I've seen. And the sense of determined hopefulness and ragged joy that rises from the story's accumulating tragedies, at times, feels almost revolutionary. The story, enacted by a tremendously strong cast, follows a group of lost, wounded souls who found a refuge in the home of Aunt Esther, played with brilliant, buoyant groundedness by Margot Hall. Esther, who claims to be 285 years old, born the year slaves first arrived in the New World, serves as the personification of her people's collective memory of slavery. Throughout the two and a half hour play, Esther welcomes a guilt-ridden newcomer named Citizen Barlow, played with roiling emotions by Namir Smallwood, and ushers him through a series of initiations that include a trance-like guided visualization to a city of bones at the bottom of the sea. Though there are challenges along the way, in this bold, impeccably acted reinterpretation of an American masterpiece, the audience travels right along with Citizen Barlow. All of us taking a similar journey, one that is as mysterious and strange as it is illuminating, devastating, and beautiful. Gem of the Ocean runs Tuesday through Sunday through February 14th at Marin Theater Company, MarinTheater.org. I'm David Templeton, Second Row Center for KRCB.